Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey everyone, Kevin from Rare Drop here asking you to head over to our Patreon and check it out. It's patreon.com slash raredrop. Perfect place to engage with Rare Drop and enjoy the best community content we have to offer. Our six membership subscription levels offer exclusive content, behind-the-scenes moments, merch discounts, live Q&As, and so much more. Check us out at patreon.com slash raredrop, and myself and the entire team are excited to see you there. Action, adventure, and ancient enemies await on Rare Drop's tabletop roleplay adventures. Join us Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern as Reckoning Hour journeys through Kaldheim and Sunday at 7 p.m. as Ancient Relics and Hokey Religions makes their way through Wildmount. Tune in to watch at twitch.tv forward slash raredrop or fb.gg forward slash raredropco. Welcome to episode 43 of Star Wars and Scotch. This one is pre-recorded. Audio uh, only. Yeah, we're Tim and I uh, are finding it harder to commit to Monday nights. Uh, we're both very, very busy. Rare Drop gets busier by the day. So this gives us a little buffer. We're still going to deliver the episode on Tuesday, but if Tim and I need to pivot, we can do it on a Friday. We can do it on a third or not on a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, it just gives us more versatility. Will we ever be live again? Let's answer that question. Abso-freaking-lutely. I could totally see me and Tim getting back on to do the Mandalorian episodes because those are always uh, hot topics. Uh, and uh, we've discussed game nights. We just have to figure it out, uh, how to fit it in the schedule. I can tell you this. None of those will exist before GCX because we are a little uh. bit. Speaking of GCX, make sure you go over to GCXevent.com and get your tickets to the event this year. We are doing so much cool stuff. All the announcements are rolling out within the next, I would say, three to four weeks uh, of what we're doing. It's the same week as a charity marathon, so it is literally one big, awesome celebration this year. So go over to GCXevent.com, get your tickets. I promise, I promise, I promise you it'll be worth it. Also, GCX uh, has a deal that you can get 22% off if you buy your ticket for next year when we return to Ooh. person. So, And that is limited, so once those sell out, they gone. That's the, that's the joy of this year's event is that you get to visit from all over the world. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, we built a space station uh, in Unreal Engine with the development team, and you'll have an avatar. It's fully customizable. You'll be able to run Just around. Get, it's like playing a video stuff. game. Yep, there'll be booths. Uh, there'll be panels. Uh, you'll be able greets. to watch the charity marathon. Meet and greets. Tim is, is well, uh, wh- whoops, I almost said something I shouldn't. <laughs> Uh, paperwork needs to be signed before I'm allowed to say that Tim was doing a meet and greet on the edit it out. <laughs> Don't edit it out. <laughs> they need to hear the mistakes. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's GCX here. Let's talk about star Wars. Cause, um, bad batch released now, uh, a week ago today, Tim and I were recording this on a Tuesday because I was on vacation. Yeah. Uh, this is Kevin's weekend. fault that we didn't cover the first episode. 100%. Yes, totally Kevin's fault. Uh, totally fine with that, but we're going to talk about two episodes. Um, but before we talk about Bad Batch, because I feel like we could close out the episode, Dave was on Good Morning America. Oh, our good old last Dave. week, and he was asked about Mandalorian three, and this is his exact uh, season three. This is his exact quote. Are okay. you ready? Yep. I have to be careful. Oh boy, I can't really say anything specific. Oh boy, Tim's about to get mad. But I think the Force will be strong with this. Let's. Just say that his eye, he's squinting and he's not happy. Oh, man. Just share your feelings with everyone. <laughs> I really hope. <laughs> oh, I really hope it's not just like some some Luke thing. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't think we're going to see Luke building no. the Jedi Temple? The I, don't, one? I don't care. I want to I see the Mandalorian stuff. I want to see Din and, and Bo kicking ass on Mandalore. I uh, I don't care about I don't care about Grogu and Luke. I I love Grogu. I think he's awesome, but I just don't care. What if it is a split between 
Luke forming the, the new school and gathering these children and the politics of retaking Mandalore from the remnants of the Empire. Or figuring out what the hell happened. Uh, the big thing is, is we don't know what happened to Mandalore, so but, we're completely And that's why I feel like the entire season could be completely just captivated by that. But I feel like, I feel like the, the, what's it, what, what's, what is a good way to classify these fans? The, the casual fans, I guess is the only way to put it. The casual Star Wars fans that only like the lightsaber and the force are going to get lost because they just don't care as much about Mandalore and the Mandalorian people. So there's like no direct connection don't, for them to the Star Wars they know, then maybe they're afraid of losing them. You don't think there's a there's a and now after two seasons that there's a heightened interest in who Mandalorians are at this point? I, I don't know. I don't know if they care enough like a, when it comes to the Mandalorian history and like all of that stuff that's like really nerdy. I don't think the casual Star Wars fan cares, but I could be wrong. I think the Mandalorian has done a fantastic job of melding the casual with the lore nerd. I, th I think and so, too. I think too, you can present just, Mandalore in that and continue telling that story that way. That's the only, that's the only thing I could think of is, like, unless there's going to be more Ahsoka tie-ins... That I could that I could see more of, or maybe an Ezra tie-in. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Um, I don't know. I just like if it if it does end up focusing on Luke, I I don't I don't know if I'll like it. I, I don't know if I'd be a fan of it. I, I'll, I'll probably enjoy it. I'll probably still watch every episode like I do. But yeah, I don't know. You can't you can't have Luke be a major character because then you have to do if, unless you're getting Sebastian Stan. That's you would have to do is, face swapping the whole time. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, you you would have to be doing deep fake the entire time, and we, and we know we've seen it time and time again. They can't nail it. It always ends up looking jarring. Um, the technology's just not there yet. Um, I I just I feel like, and when you said like Luke not being a main like character is like he would always end up being a main character. Like there's no way to he would he would steal the the spotlight every time. It would, it would end it up would, being like the new me, Grogu thing. For me, it would also weaken the impact of him showing up at the end of last season. Yeah, it, I, I he's agree. like a major character because yeah. that was such a pivotal moment in Star Wars history. Because the last time we saw a young Luke, yeah, was, was what nineteen eighty seven. What time? Nineteen eighty seven was Return of the Jedi. Uh, release date was nineteen eighty. 83. Ah, shit, I was off back up here. So, yeah, the last time we saw Young Luke was 1983, and then we saw one in 2020, so um, I think it would it would weaken that. Now, like you said, what if it means the introduction of Ezra now, which would bridge into the Ahsoka series then? Yeah, or they just keep that for Ahsoka. I don't, I don't know which one would be more, more... I don't know which one would be more interesting to see if he, show, if he shows up on Mandalorian or he shows up on Ahsoka. <laughs> The only other person I could think of that could be a force wielder that could show up, which again you would hate, but it don't would play say into Mace the story. Windu. Don't say no, Mace Windu. No, 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 no. Don't say is Mace Windu. I'm I'm going off of who we know is still alive. Okay. Good. Uh would be Emperor Palpatine. Uh and it would play into the if that if the I know you say it's not, but if that Vat was one of the failed clones that became what Snoke is or whatever. Yeah, then so that would I make still sense. don't think that's I still I'm just, don't think that I'm throwing shit at the wall and seeing. What yeah, of course. Right. I just, yeah, I still have a hard time believing that there was a, a, a cloning facility there. Well, yeah, I don't, we'll I don't know. I, that's, that's really interesting. Um, we're going to see in bad batch. Aren't we going to see, I think it was in one of the previous, like, oh, wait, but hold on. when is Ahsoka right? come out? Ahsoka doesn't come out until after Mandalorian season three, right? Yeah. The, the next show is, Book of Boba, Book which of leads Boba, to Mandalorian. And then Mandalorian season three, and then, then Obi Wan, then Ahsoka. Yeah, so Ahsoka is going to be off for a while. So I wonder if it, I wonder if Rosario Dawson just comes back to keep her in everyone's. I would, minds. I would, I would think so. You, you don't want her to show up for one episode and then just peace out. Like that's that's too much. And she's also connected with Bo. I wonder so. if there's something with her. If they says the force is strong, communing with maybe like Obi Wan and Qui Gon Force ghosts. 
to bridge to something that happened with her because she's 100% going to be in the Obi-Wan show. Like, they're going to make contact. I mean, it would be silly for her not to. She Because she's the only, besides Cal Kestis, Obi-Wan and her are the only Jedi that's, and Grogu are the four who survived the purge that we, and Kanan. I keep adding to it. <laughs> keep on going, Kevin. Who and else this, is in there? But Kanan's a kid, so he I doubt he'll be in the Obi-Wan show, which we saw in Bad Batch. We'll talk about later. Um, Wait, when is Kanan a kid? Kanan's a kid during Order 66. Uh, yeah, we were talking about at what point with Obi-Wan in the show? I'm trying to figure out, like, what could bridge to a Force user showing up in Mandalorian? I'm thinking of who's still alive. You and me both think having Cal Kestis show up in any form stupid. is stupid and terrible. So Luke. I hope that's not on the table. Luke, obviously, we saw him. Ahsoka, obviously, we saw her. Force goes Obi-Wan, Yoda, maybe. I don't think, I don't think they're going to do that. I, I don't think so either. I'm just saying the only other Force user that we know is alive is the Emperor. But he's not alive. And you said all the Inquisitors are dead now. Yes, all he the is. Inquis- he's not alive. His essence is living yeah, in like yeah, a shell doesn't make him body. alive though it doesn't like a ghost is like a ghost is a ghost but he's still pulling the strings yeah but he's not alive he's like in he's like in he's like uh in limbo a lot like i feel like when you say alive like he's he like, can still use the force so he's still a part of the living force right because he's still using it against ray and rise yeah, of skywalker but, but, i mean like technically that still make that then Okay, would you say that Yoda's Force Ghost it makes him technically still alive? Mm, no. Who do you, who, okay, all right. Well, but Yoda made the lightning hit the tree. Yeah. I will say this. The Jedi and Sith have different afterlives. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, it's just like that's the hard thing is like the Emperor really like his spirit's still like out there. He's just able to utilize the force in a very, very dark, manipulative way where he can still, like, possess bodies. He's essentially, he's a demon. He's, like, possessing bodies, if you want to look at it that way. Well, they got the idea from the Eternal Emperor from yeah. Old Republic Legends. Although he does it way cooler than Palpatine did it. But if you connect Legends, then Palpatine did it because he read the excerpts from Valcor. It was a Valcorian. I forget his name. He goes by 75 names. Vitiate, whatever his name is. Uh, uh, journal on how to do it either way uh, the other interesting thing from the TV world is that I don't think it was confirmed but the rumor is there that we will see the first live action Inquisitors in the Obi-Wan show yeah that's going to be really cool <laughs> that's supposedly what's, what's her face who played Alaria Sand who got hired for the show she was in Game of Thrones Okay, uh, Prince well, Oberyn's she, lover yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no she'll be oh, oh she's she. you know who she, who she looks like she looks like the chick in in Fallen Order, she does look like her. The, the, I doubt like that they will because she's older. Yeah, but she looked a lot alike. That's I mean, like the time the time frame's similar. Well, we'd have to look at see because there's how many Inquisitors? There's only like twenty or thirty. There's right? not. There's not a lot. And we know when some of them die. Who is she? Was she seventh sister? No. Uh, she was no, sister. Ninth sister was the huge one that you kill in Fallen yeah, Order. Yeah, so I remember that. what was she? Seventh. Second. Was she second? I think seventh was one of the ones in Clone. Seventh was the one in Clone Wars. And is she second sister? Second. Sister. It was either seventh or second. She's second. Okay. She's so second se- sister. Yeah. So yes. second sister Trilla. She could be Trilla, and it would work out really, really well. You don't think she's too old? I don't. No, I think this would work. Maybe I think she's got the work. face for it. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it, she, her character's already kind of made up. She was like one of the more powerful, and I mean, because she was a fallen apprentice. She was a fallen apprentice that turned inquisitor. This picture of her actually sells it for me. Here, I'll send it to you right now. Um, uh, this one kind of like really. we had we had talked about this in the past, though. Is like who would he go up against? And like inquisitors made a lot of sense because that's when they were at their peak. Yeah, but in um, my opinion. He okay. Here, here's the catch twenty two for the whole Obi Wan show, and it will be explained. He can't be doing this on Tatooine. I have a feeling he's gonna lead on. He's gonna lead them on a wild goose chase to get them away from Luke. Sure, well, that's what I think. Like the because it's a mini series. It's only a few episodes, yeah, it's and like that's it. We're not getting it. Yeah, it's yeah, not we're not a getting a, a show. Yeah. 
So it's a mini. So you figure it's like two movies. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. I think he's going to lead them away from Luke, and that's how we're going to get off Tatooine. Because he's going to know, like, they know that Obi-Wan is hiding on Tatooine. He's hiding something. What could he be hiding? Oh, my God. Well, that would make sense why Obi-Wan would end up fighting Vader again, especially if if Inquisitors are involved. Obi-Wan might end up going to where uh, to like either Mustafar to Vader's castle or goes to the like the place that we go to in the Fallen Order the Inquisitor training area yeah uh, whatever that planet was the underwater one yeah the underwater one um that's really interesting that the, now the Vader part of this makes more sense if Inquisitors are involved right and no one can find out that Luke is there because Vader doesn't realize that Obi-Wan was hiding him right. until the the original trilogy, which yeah. happens after. So, and if Luke this, was, and if Luke had any type of of, if he was emitting any type of of power or or any type of manipulation of force, that they would know right away. Right. So I feel like he's leading them away from tattooing in the show. Yeah. That's what it is. And at some point, either Ahsoka comes to help him, uh, or they cross paths and she helps him. Uh, I think he's going to like get into a pickle and have to call out the force to find her. Uh, Cause he does he know she's alive? Who Obi Wan? No, he has no idea. No, Obi Wan has no idea. Because he yeah. leaves, he leaves the temple, goes to the medical frigate, and then goes to Tatooine. Right, and gives it to Uncle Lars and says that he's gonna watch over the child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh. gives. So he has no idea Soka's alive either. So that'll no. be a shock to. And she has no idea he's alive. Nope. The Wonderful only the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, here's man. my he, here's my my oh my god and did you see who would play him if it is no. the dude who played uh the Malfoy's dad in in Harry Potter oh my god he's great uh I can't remember his name he was like in the Patriot and stuff that he would be perfect oh my yes. gosh yes him that's who everyone <laughs> says they great. want to play the Grand Inquisitor oh if, he, god, if he's ever live action so good um so. Obi-Wan, and again, these people can't die because they're in other media, so you'd have to have some fodder uh, Inquisitors for Obi-Wan to kill along Right, the way. exactly. But, like, Grand Inquisitor can't die, the Second Sister can't die. I would, like, honestly, I like, I would like to see the Inquisitors in more, because I don't feel like they got their, their, their fair share in Rebels. Like, they were around for, what, a season? They chased them for like a season and a half. Like a season and a half. Like I feel like the Grand Inquisitor's death was really just anticlimactic. I felt so too. And the Grand Inquisitor too was the only one I felt like was a threat to them. Yeah, everybody else seemed to handle all the rest. Kanan and Ahsoka had no problems with it. The only other person in Rebels that was like uber threat was Thrawn and Maul. Yeah, but Thrawn wasn't even like a threat physically. He was more of a threat. Mentally, but he always found the rebels and figured out where they were, found the planet when the planet was hiding. Like Thrawn's no You joke. will understand why he can do that when you read the books. Um uh three hours into the last the aftermath. The newest book. Thrawn book is really, really good. I can't wait. We got another High Republic coming out in two months too. Oh crap. <laughs> There's so yeah. much Star Wars, dude. I'm okay with that. Well, moving on from the television shows, um that's all the news from that. Um, we got the announcement from Disney that the Galactic Star Cruiser will be coming to Walt Disney World in 2022. Confirmed yeah. the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Uh, it was supposed to open last September, uh, but due to COVID-19, it was it, it didn't happen. So I'm assuming they're going to give us the big reveal at Celebration next year. The inside of it, the tour, what you get, and then be like, tickets are on sale now. So I'm going to have F5 ready, Tim, uh, on my phone since we'll be there. Um, we need and, to go. Yes, we need to go. But the things they've been showing from it, if you don't know what we're talking about, A, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> B, um, Disney is creating an immersive Star Wars experience where you get out of your car and you go through this tunnel and you are in Star Wars. Everything is RP. Everything is... Um, in universe to the point where unless you leave the star cruiser to like go to galaxy's edge or something like that. Um, every time you look out a window, it is ships, stars and planets. Yeah. It's all and screens. The, the star cruiser is constantly moving. So you're going to different planets and visiting them. 
There's uh, 40 different starships as of yeah. right now that you will see. Uh, there is a, a artist's rendering of how it looks on the Star Wars website uh, in the hyperspace lounge, it's called, which looks awesome uh and there's like x-wings flying by and the falcons out there it's 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 even the the naboo starfighters are in in there everything is just like what i love about this is that they've they've designed this to make it seem like you're on a cruise like a, a two-night cruise and and they have a bunch of different pois that you get to go to so like coruscant uh musafar tatooine Batu Ender. So it's just like if you were gonna have like a, a two night trip down the down to Mexico, you get to get, get hit a couple spots and then go home. I think that's so neat. So it's it's booked like Tim said as a cruise. So there's a path you take around the universe, and the the story on the ship plays out as you're on there. So you can only book two days. It's not a hotel. It is an experience. And you go to Coruscant. You go to Mustafar. You go to Tatooine. Batu and Endor are the ones that are confirmed. Uh, you'll see different ships on different planets corresponding to the planet. They're really, really taking this to the next level. All the staff is complete RP. You will not be able to go in there and say, how do I get to Toy Story Land? They will look at you like you have five heads and be like, I'm sorry. The entrance to, to Batu is that way. You know, you can get off and go to Batu. Um, so it is a fully immersive experience. I'm excited to learn more because there's supposed to be activities and all sorts of crazy things you can do. I heard lightsaber classes and just crazy, crazy cool stuff. So, well, well they also like the, their new lightsaber that they showed off. It's supposed to go live with this and they do have a lightsaber training area on the ship. So, so I the lights, that's what it was designed for, right? No, because the new lightsaber is for performance only. It's been confirmed. Oh, boo. It is not ready for consumers yet. So the actors on the or the cast members will be the ones that have those lightsabers, not us. So the confirmed amenities uh, as you go in, you go you you. So you're going to go to the cruise terminal, get out of your car. They're going to valet your car for you. And then you're going to go into a launch pod to what get if you to leave something in your car. <laughs> you ain't getting it back for two days. <laughs> Supposedly, you can leave and go to Batu and whatnot, so you can break the immersion if you need to. Then um, you uh, have the atrium. What's up, Hunter? Hunter, come here. We went to Walt Disney World, and Hunter and I got to ride the Rise of the Resistance without giving away a spoiler. What did you think of it? Uh, it was a little scary for me. Why? Because. Uh, of the part because of one of the parts, it it was scary on that part. Okay, nice. It was fun. Yeah, when I'm done, I'll be right there. Okay. Um, sorry, we're dads. You 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 get to experience all of this in real time. But it's cool. So they have they the atrium out if they want. To. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> if we wanted to, we just edit it out. I'll tell Max. Um, so then there's the atrium, which is everything I'm seeing is there's going to be droids walking around, people in full, you know, uniform and aliens. That's the vibe I'm getting. I don't know if that's the truth, but that's what all the artists rendering. I don't know if that's the artist taking liberties or if that is the plan. Um Operate the, on the bridge. You can operate the ship's navigation and defense system under the cruise guidance. I don't think that's so this a bad feels idea. like that feels like a mini game to me. That feels uh, like similar. kids are gonna blow up a planet. <laughs> Kyler's gonna go in there and be like, "Now you will witness the power of this fully operational <laughs> battle station." <laughs> I don't know why just they gave like us Dad. a planet destroying weapon on this cruise ship, but just they like just told Dad. us not to hit this button. The Sith did nothing wrong. <laughs> uh, wield a lightsaber, as Tim said. So in the in the artist rendering, you know, it's like Luke with the with the little little training droid. Um, I don't know if it'll be that interactive, but we'll find out next year. The cabins, uh, there's different types, so there are like suites and whatnot. Um, I'm hearing that the base price for two nights is thirty six hundred dollars. Oh so my 1800 god! A night. 
Uh, that's what I'm hearing. No one has anything confirmed ever anything, but apparently this is going to be beyond is premium. Are meals and everything included? Yes, everything is included. Okay, that makes more sense. So is it per person is $3,600 a night? That was a family of four, I think. Okay, so if meals are included and it, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all your snacks, desserts and stuff at night, blah, 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 blah. That's really, so, that's really not bad. And then you also get like all of the interactive stuff on the ship and all the all the activities. I mean And passes to the parks. Yeah. Oh, oh, passes are, oh, the park passes are included. For from the two, from for this the, person's estimate based on what they've seen. This is not actual information. This is someone that uh has inside knowledge. And I know um, that I know I know rooms are limited. It's it's not gonna be a very it's not gonna be a, a, a multitude of rooms inside of like a, a big resort. It's it's a small no. it's a small area. Because they want a curated experience. So right. they want X amount of people. It's probably only a couple hundred at a time can experience this. Uh but there are different types of cabin, but there's no windows. So anywhere anytime you like when you go to sleep, space. When you wake up, space. Yeah, it's all it's LED monitors. That's just wild just screens. To me. Yeah. Um, the sublight lounge, which we mentioned before, in in the picture of the sublight lounge, Tim, they're playing sabak. So I want to know, <laughs> or that whatever that I, I don't know what it's sabak. called, the, but the chess game that yeah, Chewie and Luke I have are no playing. idea what that's called. But man, would I love to play that? Um, and then uh, the dining room is called the Crown of Corellia. It looks like a cruise ship dining room, you know, just your average. But those are the things that are confirmed. That's cool. Um, I'd be willing to spring for the price of it. And and see, it feels like the perfect experience for the Uber Star Wars nerd. Um, I'd really I want to know more. Uh, and I think, like I said, that's when they'll explain like the full breadth of everything uh, next year. So when is it? So when is this supposed to go live? What is the launch? Just says 2022, which is why I think it'll be after celebration and they're going to go ham with it on celebration. And when is showing the 50th everything anniversary? Oh, 100th anniversary, sorry. Start, 50th starts in October. It's the, it is the 50th. Okay. 50th of Disney World. Oh, Disney World, right. Okay. Yeah, so maybe to conclude the 50th anniversary, they'll cut the ribbon on the Star Cruiser or something. Mm. You know, mm. do like media and celebs only to start. Or well, by, by that point, Kevin, you'll be best friends with like, I don't know, so, someone high up at, at Disney or Lucas, and I'm sure you can get us in. You, you... You have people that follow you that could get us in. <laughs> You'll work on that. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those experiences that's just impossible to get to, so it might take a year or two to even yeah. get on. Not holding so I'm fully breath. prepared to not go on this till I'm in my 40s, uh, <laughs> and that's okay. It's going to be as bucket I'll get on list. It. It'll be 80. I've been dreaming yeah. of this day for I just, 50 I years. Don't, no offense, but I, I don't know if I could... Like I don't want to take my youngest daughter at her age, and I'm sure Tim shares the same. No, sentiment. because like because that experience is not designed for them. It's not a resort, like you said. It's an experience. Right. And I to take bring my a oldest kid daughter? on there, yeah, dude, most definitely. But, like I honestly, I want to do that Hunter. by myself. I don't even know if Amy would have fun. I would have fun. I would love it. But remember, two things: one, Star Wars was made for kids. Two, Disneyland and Disney World were also designed for children. This experience in of itself is most heartedly in of in all purity designed for children. That is it. The adults are sideshows. So like don't like I would I would assume that yeah, it's gonna be dope, but it's definitely targeted at the kids. Yep. I agree. Well, that's the Star Cruiser. Uh do you want to take a quick second and thank some of our twenty five plus Patreons? Not twenty five. The number twenty five. Twenty five year years old and up. No, they've they've uh, support us with twenty five dollars a month or more. Oh, that's awesome! Thank you guys. So new nerd, thank you for two hundred and fifty a month. Damn, Jeez. dude. Uh, and Jack, thank you for eighty five. I believe that's pounds. Uh, what's that? Oh wait, for- no, hundred USD. I had to look at the conversion there. <laughs> <laughs> Aether with 25, Darkless with 25, Experimental with 25, uh, Jedi, Justin McMahon, uh, Legendary Ladman, hey, I know you, Matt LaRue, Neil Anderson, Paul Marzik, PD Club, Philip Snyder, Respect, Stephen Purd, and Wow Dad. Wow. Thank Dad. you so much for your awesome support uh, of our Patreon Thank and all guys. of the 10, anyone below that too, we appreciate you. There's just a ton of names. So, 
We're going to read those uh, 25ers and up. Uh, and then we'll read any new patrons. Uh, and we will take questions still. Uh, we're going to have Paul change the post to a standing post for the entire week. So Tim and I can field those questions for you. Um, cool. Let's talk about the Bad Batch. Right out of the freaking gate with a 70-minute episode. It was um, so good. I was I was hoping that episode two was going to be that long because I absolutely loved this format. It was so good. It was it it it, it was a great. It was another view of Order sixty six, and I don't think you could ever tell me enough viewpoints of yeah. Order sixty six, and and I would be less interested because every time I see a different one, yeah. it's so interesting to me, and it's like putting a those five hundred piece puzzles together. Yeah, did you? Because you. Did you like how they did a perfect one to one to one recreation of episode three in the in the intro of like what is happening at the beginning of episode one of Bad Batch? They showed they showed Grievous and uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting in the in the in the the cockpit of of the main. Oh, yes. Yes, It was a perfectly like someone put side side by side the Bad Batch. Oh, I didn't and, see this. and episode three, those scenes, they put them, they put them right next to each other, and it was perfectly done in engine of the of the movie scene. It was beautiful, absolutely now beautiful. Need, now I'm googling it. Yeah, it's really uh, really good. Revenge of the Sith comparison here, I found it. But you and I were actually talking about this this morning, and I I had read uh, just I was I was reading through reviews of like what people you know, thought of the show so far, and and kind of just like overviews if I miss anything, and. Um, they open up. They open up the the first episode with with Star Wars Clone Wars, and then it burns away to Bad Batch, and that didn't really click in my head until I read this review, and it's it's Bad Batch is Clone Wars season eight, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah, it really is. Like, but you can't call it Clone Wars because the Clone Wars is is over, and there's really nothing left because now, uh, now that Order sixty six has happened. The clones have now turned into just the, the the bad guys. They're the bad guys. So like you can't really you have nothing left to tell from the clones' point of view, which is a lot of what Clone Wars is about. It was like yeah, it was about the Jedi and whatnot, but a lot of it focused on like the really cool personalities of the individual clones. So it's like it's it's really crazy to see all of that flip, and but they do such a beautiful job, uh, and they really start to set the tone for for Rebels, which I really like too. Is that you've got this really beautiful transition from from Clone Wars into Bad Batch, and now Bad Batch is going to set the stage for you to go into Rebels. What I think is just really, really cool. Dave has done such a beautiful job with this. It's, I told you this morning, it's interesting to look at Order 66 from the perspective of the clones. Um, we got a glimpse of it in the final season of Clone Wars with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an emotional roller coaster because of the 501st and her relationship with them. Yeah. Uh, and then with Rex as well. So that was, that was, and Cody, Cody was there. No, Cody's with Obi-Wan. Um, so that was rough, but it also makes in episode three, the Cody scene with Obi-Wan. The first time you see it, you're like, yeah, whatever. After watching all of Clone Wars, you're like, Ooh, those yeah. two fought side by side throughout this entire war. Yep. Um, so it really frames it. This one was very cool to me. Uh, if you didn't catch it, Caleb, the Padawan in the beginning, that is Kanan Jarrus from Rebels, uh, which there were some slight retcons to fit that in, but I think it's better off this way. Um, I, the way Dave explained it away was that we didn't see Caleb's whole experience Yeah, uh, with Order 66, so this was just another part of it, but we do see Caleb or Kanan master die at the hands of their clones yeah um, I, I didn't catch that the first time and then and then when i started reading on twitter there were there were people that were that were upset because they feel like they kind of just like brushed over it i think um, it's an easter egg that's and, all and, it is. and that's all it was and like people wanted them to focus on it but it's like that all, all that is is just connecting another dot for this to be the bridge that's right. all this is is that this is just collecting all of these moments and stuff that you hear in rebels you know, and whatnot. Like this is just setting the stage and people forget that. So do the, okay. This is something I didn't pick up on. They probably mentioned it also more Tarkin. Love it. Yes. Uh, Tarkin not having death troopers was interesting to me though. Um, he, he has like his own sort of clone guards, but no death troopers. Um, because the death trooper program didn't start until later. 
Right. It's just interesting to not see an Imperial officer, to me at this point, with death without the high-ranking ones. Because even What's-His-Face has them in Rogue One when they introduce them. Uh, I forget his name. Yeah, but there's Krennic. a lot But there's a lot of time between Oh, them. yeah, there's, there's yeah. a ton of time. Yeah, because, I mean, like, we're literally looking at, like, just, like, I mean, hours like i think that and i think that's what's so cool is it's literally hours after order 66 but even the even hours later the uniform has changed they're already like he was already wearing well he was already wearing that uniform he that was his uniform from when he was wearing in clone wars that was the still the imperial or the the uh the stripes the stripes are imperial stripes now they changed the stripes oh did they well they didn't give him he doesn't have the plaque though does he? he has it at the beginning of this episode. Oh, did he have it up already? Oh, episode one, yeah. I'm looking at a screenshot right now. Like the first time we see him in this, he's wearing the new stripes. Then yeah, yeah, things did flip over very quickly. But I'm sure that was the Emperor trying to out with the out with the old and with the new. I I still um, speaking of Death Troopers, I still think that this that the Bad Batch, the the modified the 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 genetic modification programs. Um, that was the foundation. These these genetically enhanced super soldiers, like that, so, that. That is a death trooper. Jumping ahead in my notes, do you think that Omega is some sort of link to the death? No, trooper? no, I do not. I think Omega is a uh, J- Jedi clone hybrid. Oh, <laughs> I never thought of that. I didn't think we were gonna jump. I thought we were gonna save that one for later. Yeah. Okay. So oh. I'm gonna hit you with this. Omega touch. Omega touches. Is it crosshair? Yeah. She touches crosshair, and she looks at him, and she says, "Don't, don't do it. What you're about to do, don't do it." She she can see into the future. She has so Omega. She had. Would- she's force sensitive. I think that she is a. She is a. Um. She is a clone. It also explains why she's female and not male. Right. Um, I, I, I think that she is a, she is a clone. She, they, the, the base Django clone, but she is a hybrid of some Jedi of some sort. So what if the idea was to create more inquisitors using the same method that they used to create Omega or more force users? I don't know, whatever we want to call it at this point. But somehow this links to the future with why they want Grogu so bad. It could. This could be. This this could explain. And it, it, it we might get to a point in Bad Batch that will link the the Kaminoan Doctor in the first season of the Mandalorian. I was going to ask this earlier because we were talking about Camino, uh, but isn't there a scene in the trailer where Camino's like destroyed and on fire? I I don't remember. Because the Kaminoans are not going along with the way the Empire's treating I them. assumed I assumed that the that was a shot from the first when they were fighting Crosshair, but I could be wrong. So may, they might end up coming back for Crosshair. Maybe maybe they want to get him back. I, I don't know. But yeah, Which leads I mean, me like, to my question. Do the do the does the Bad Batch not have their chips or are their chips defective? No, except Crosshair, so, okay, obviously. So, okay, so I don't. So I don't think they have their chips. I think Crosshair is the only one that has the chip, and and that's why he was the only one that was feeling the side effects. His genetic, they said, his genetic alterations was they were affecting the chip. I think he was a test subject to see could a genetic modified clone could it handle a chip as well because none of the other guys have it. None of them. None of them were getting the were getting bothered by Order sixty six being transmitted, except for Crosshair. Right, because he even said the what's the line? The good soldier obeys orders. Yeah, exactly. And they all were saying that at the end of last season of, of Rebel right. or of Clone Wars. Right, 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 right. Okay, I wasn't sure if they. Had yeah, explained I, that I think that. Well, they didn't really do a good job of explaining it. I think you're kind of you either figure it out on your own or they'll explain it later. But I, he's the only one that had the effect that we're feeling effects. Omega doesn't even have this chip. Um. I I yeah, I really think Crosshair was was a test subject for this. I think they're going to go back to Camino to either rescue him, yeah, or figure because Hunter didn't know. He was super surprised when Tech assumed that everyone knew what was causing it. No, 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 no. no. So Tech 
Tech understood that it was a chip. Like he when they like when when they, he was like it's a chip because how else would they be like transmitting a code into their brains? Right. So that's okay. the only he just figured it out because he's just super smart. So do you remember the body that they're carrying through the hallway right after they get back to Camino? The clones? It's yes. covered with a sheet? It, yes. Pe- people are saying that's Shock T because apparently it the should, lightsaber. It should be Shock T. Yeah. And, so the, only, and the only reason why it's Jedi Master Shock T is because she was the Jedi Master that was assigned to training the clones uh, on Camino, And she's there in multiple episodes in Clone Wars. Which Who's sucks because Shakti's really cool, and she's another Tigruda. She whose master was? She, who was her Padawan? I don't remember. Somebody in Clone Wars was her Padawan, and I can't remember who it is. But yeah. Oh, you know who else survives? Uh, Order sixty six. What's his name from Clone Wars with the yellow paint on his face and the dreadlocks? He does the one you know who I'm talking about, right? The Jedi. Yeah. The, the wild, crazy one. the wild guy who jumps out of the out of the dropship. Yeah, he yeah. survives Order sixty six too. Oh, was that kind of, was he? Isn't he in one of the comics? No, he's in the background of I think it's Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay. People are like, "Oh my gosh, it's a cameo." I'm like, "No, they were probably like, hey, that guy in the back looks cool. Let's make him a Jedi <laughs> in Clone Wars." <laughs> um, so, yeah, the shock tea thing was was another little Easter egg. This isn't in here, and Tim and I were going back and forth on this. The troopers that the Bad Batch fights during Tarkin's test, they look like early versions or some iteration of an earlier dark trooper just on body structure. That's all I'm saying. So I was looking at I was looking at some reviews and seeing like what people thought, and and a lot of people uh, like I they ended up agreeing with with what I ended up coming up with is that they looked like a heavily modified super battle droid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yeah, it was definitely more like battle droid than it was anything else. It was a hybrid. It seemed like a hybridization of like the two ideas of like, what would happen if we took like a dark trooper and we put it in, like an early model dark trooper and a, and a super battle droid together. And they kind of like, that's what you come up with. So this is 28 years before Mandalorian, which means phase three dark troopers in Mandalorian. This could be exactly what you said. And this could be the canon Disney version of how we get dark right. troopers. And so like, yeah, like, so the empire goes, Hey, these, these super battle droids were really cool. Right. Why don't we, and like, and the clones, the clones are worthless. Like we can't trust them. Like, why don't right. we do what the separatists were doing? Just make our own droids. And here we are. Yep. 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 I, I thought this was really cool. That was another really cool thing about Bad Batch is that it's 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 really showing more of like the internal workings of the Empire. Um, as you see from Tarkin when he's like, we don't need to pay the the Kaminoans all this money for for clones when we can just go ahead and just start recruiting normal people. Right. But, and, and that's exact. And that's exactly what. And it's and what's funny is that it was like reverse of the attitude in Episode Seven with when they were when they were like, we can just always go back to the cloners and we can start getting clones again. Right. Uh, I just thought that was really funny, just like seeing like mental like the mentality shift of like Tarkin in Tarkin's mind, everybody's dead or there's no one that can that can stand in our way. What's the point in wasting all this money on super soldiers when we can just have just like farmers essentially do the same job? You're you're also looking 40, 50 years of learning why recruiting half the galaxy to fight in your war when, you know, you have probably a bunch of Finns who don't want to do it. Um, even in the, the unused, remember when we read the comic of the unused episode seven script yep. or episode nine script, like the, the clones that, or not the clones, the stormtroopers that were just over it and revolted uh-huh. and whatnot. There's, there's probably a ton of them. So by then Tarkin's gone. Uh, Tar- Cause at this point to me, Tarkin has always hated clones and this seems to be a Tarkin decision, not an emperor decision. That he's like, no, we're going to recruit in the galaxy. You know, I'm in charge now. Yeah. He's very full of himself in this bad bad. Well, he's very. never liked the clones. He didn't even like them in the Clone Wars. Hated them in, during the Clone Wars. And he they, they, they were useless. They referenced it numerous times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet he's fine with clone guards. Yeah, um, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it is funny that they, the, they reference back to that, but. I think that's why is, you know, they've recruited half the galaxy at this point. They just don't want to do it anymore. Um, I really enjoyed 
So one thing I thought was weird was every other every other time we see Clone Force ninety nine, the clones are like, "Oh my god, it's Clone Force ninety nine!" Yeah. Like they're the coolest spec ops, you know, whatever you want to call them. Sure. Then Order sixty six happens, and everyone hates them all of a sudden. Understand so, the chip. The pr- thing that I didn't get was when they're in the mess and they get into the fight. Wrecker says this happens all the time. Does it mean that Wrecker just gets into fist fist fights for fun? Yeah, or probably. He looks like a guy that that would. Okay. All right. So hold on. Wait. So let's roll back. So the one. So what did, what did you enjoy? And then what? So and you're confused with. What I'm confused. I'm confused with them. Basically, kind of saying that Clone Force ninety nine was like this really well liked. Oh, okay. Among so, the, the clones. so that's what you really liked, and then what confused you was that they were treated like crap after I, that. Okay, I so thoroughly enjoyed the switch. I got of it. The chip change because that ha- that's what happened with. I got confused. You know, so, right. So this is so. I, so I was trying to figure that out, and this is the one thing that I could think of is that. The five hundred and first and those guys, they knew the bad batch. They had they had fought beside them and whatnot. The guys that were treating them like crap, those were still like your base grunt like clones that haven't fought yet. They were just they were they they those are probably like the clones that have gone through all the training, but they haven't even left Camino to go fight because there's no reason for them to go because the war's over, right? So right. they probably have no idea who the, the bad batch is. That's that was the only way that I could I could figure that out because you're right because when we first met the Bad Batch everybody was like oh these are the badasses that we've heard of but I think that's just around like the 501st around like Luke and and Obi Wan's divisions that was the only way that I could figure that out. Okay, I'm sure there's an explanation. Um, unless unless the inhibitor chip literally kills them and it, it like kills all of their personalities and it turns them into mind numb zombies, which I would hate. So before before we jump to episode two, I'll say this about Crosshair. It was definitely a twist to have Crosshair not like right out of the gate. It's one thing six episodes in and all of a sudden, you know, you're like, oh, my God, his inhibitor chip was on the whole entire time. This is super interesting to me, and I'm trying to figure out what they're doing with it, because right out of the gate, we are not the complete Bad Batch that well, was marketed you, promised etc etc you need an in, you need an antagonist like they need of a course. they need a bad guy but there was no there was no there's no bad guy right now right like the 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 the, the separatists are gone you're not you can't bring in Darth Vader because because Anakin would just would kill everybody the, the the emperor's too strong um and everything else that we know that's bad right now isn't in existence the 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 uh the Inquisitor program hasn't started yet. Thrawn isn't around. So who do we make bad? Well, let's make a clone bad. Let's turn the one thing that we we love. Like, everybody loves the clones. Well, let's turn make one of them, like, a bad guy. That pulls in your heartstrings. You know that they're brothers, and then now he's trying to kill them all. It's great. It's perfect. It was just... It, the fact that it happened so quickly it was, was... But was that's a, so good. Like, I, th- I think that's so dope. And then he'll have his, like, redemption moment where he, like... He has to fight the programming, and then I'm sure he's going to die. Guarantee you, Kevin, halfway through the season, Crosshair is going to die. But then, no, they're not going to kill him, Tim. No, definitely kill him. No, 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 no. Okay. That, that he will rejoin the group at some nah, point. I think he's going to buy the dust. No, he's going to get rexed and get that chip yanked out of his head. He's going to fight it. He's going to be like, ah, but Why I would have they, to. They, nah, good soldier. Ah, but I love them. Ah, they've like, been. Takes a bullet. They've been building this group up. For so long, you can't kill one of them in season one. Yeah, but he's not like really cool. He's not like one of the really neat. He's the sniper. Yeah, but he's not like Wrecker though. Like Wrecker's really cool. I love him. He's got a great character. Hunter's really awesome. He's very Tech enjoyable. Is my, Tech is Tech great. Is my favorite. Um, Echo is fantastic. Like they're all awesome. And Crosshair's kind of just like he's very edgy. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna sit in the corner. Ugh. But now he's a bad guy. Fives was the one that freaked out and started saying it too soon, right? Fives was the one that had the mental breakdown, and yeah, and started he was, saying a good soldier obeys orders. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah, just came to me for some reason. Um, okay, so in episode two, we go back to I don't know how to say this planet. They say it so quickly, Salusami or whatever, something like that. Yeah, Salami, Salami, Planet yeah. Salami, Planet Salami, and we get to see Cut again 
who we saw in Clone Wars. Cut yeah, is like the 10 years deserter. ago. Okay, so he's the deserter. But, okay, they they bring back a character that we saw for one episode, and he has, for some reason, kept in contact with all of the cool clones. Here's my thing with Cut. He's a super important piece of the entire clone puzzle because he's the one that managed to get away and stay away. Granted, we Correct. we came across other clones in, in all of the stuff that, that escaped and got away. Cut is the one who went and made a life for himself. He's yes. got kids. He's got a wife. He, um, he was a shining example of what a soldier could do if he just said no. Or even a clone. Like, he just right. decided and, but, but to that, go at be that himself. Point, the, they were the only soldiers. They, they, the clones were it. And so, like, you you could leave. You could, you're could. you not just a weapon. You can, you can, there's more to your life. And I think that was what was so he, cool about his character. But still, they just, like, it felt like they forced him into this episode for the sake of being a part of it. No, I thought about why. Because okay. when we left Cut, Cut was happy, happy, happily ever after, right? Sure. Oh. They wanted to showcase how yeah. disruptive the Empire was becoming right out of the gate. Okay, that it's even not the guy they were we being that disruptive, was happily ever Kevin. After. They just want order. That's all they want. You know, like, okay, so, hey, you guys aren't registered in any other database in the galaxy. Let's just come up with a system uh, where we can identify everybody and track them and make sure we know where they're at. So in this episode, we get chain codes, which I think is awesome. I mean, like the U.S. government gives us social security numbers, right, Kevin? So yep. what is so wrong about the Empire giving their well-obedient uh, uh, servants identification numbers? I don't think there's anything wrong with this. Well, it helps us understand Mandalorian a little more. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was I was thrilled. I Everyone's like, Bad Batch episode two was kind of slow. I was like, but the chain codes. Yeah, now we, so now we know what a chain now. code is and how you get one. It was uh it was it was good to understand. Now when Din says or when the the what's his name? The Imperial guy goes, I can only give you the last four digits. With a man of your talent, you should be able to find it easily. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, the birthday, that's it. Um, so it was. It made Mandalorian, when they talk about chain codes, make so much more sense. We know now know what a chain code is. We know how it was established. And we understand that it is, it is for identification purposes. So at some point, the bounty hunters are using these to track people across the galaxy. S- because the Empire is using them to, to check where everyone is at all times. The Empire really messed up. <laughs> they really messed up. No no double encryption on these on these chain codes. They're just, <laughs> they're just open to everybody. You can just pack I and mean, sniff your chain code whenever you want. What is this shit? I mean, it is tech, though. It's not but like still, some like, what amateur. is this crap? Like, you have this thing that people can track all anywhere in the galaxy, and, like, no, there's no protection at all. It's also version 1.0. They just rolled it out that day. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, the Emperor takes over the next day. They start rolling out chain codes. Like, oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that meeting with Palpatine? He's like, and the next order, <laughs> we will like. make everyone in the galaxy register with a chain code number. <laughs> what? <laughs> a chain code. It will be an identifier so we can track them wherever they go. Anywhere? Sounds like a... Well, do it. Sounds like a lot of work, Chief. <laughs> Just do it. Do it. Do, do it. Um, yeah, so so that's our first Mandalorian like like tie-in. I still think that Dave is gonna use this as a platform to continue to answer certain questions that were left in Mandalorian. I like it, it, like I, I really, really think the Kaminoan scientist, I think we're gonna have a tie-in to that. There has to be. Okay. There has I, to be. I think they will tie into more. Um, <clears throat> I showed Tim the other day too. I, was, I finally sat down and read the Kylo Ren comics, and the space oh my God, that station was so good. from Into the Dark, where we first meet the Drengear, is where Snoke's lair originally is. Well, I mean that makes sense. That's the most evil, one of the most evil places in the galaxy. Is the central Dude, this, part for the, the Drengear. The four statues are in one of the comic frames. Yeah, well, because like, they that's were left how there detailed to suppress- they've been. So, okay, so the, so then does that mean since the, all the statues are there suppressing the Drangir, that means that they weren't moved again? That means the Drangir is at bay? Question mark? 
Well, we don't know what happened to the train gear. Well, well, if those statues are there, that means the that means that the like the the main central portion of the drain gear is being suppressed by those statues. Regardless, <laughs> regardless, that that cent, that central point, like that that area of like the drain gear, is like the most like darkest of dark evil. So for that to be Snoke's lair is pretty badass. Even though he was a complete pushover in the movie, pretty <laughs> badass. Well, we'll see. Because that means that... Kevin, that just ties into it being Palpatine even more. Because he would need, he would need like, a a, a dark well of power in order to, like, inhabit that and able to, like, project his spirit. He would need some dark well of energy to do that. I.E. the Drangir. What if he was sucking life from the Drangir to keep himself alive? Oh! If the Drangir is still alive, we don't know if they are. No, but they were sleeping. Remember, the statues right. were suppressing them. So what if he was just like slowly sucking the life from them? But if you if you if you killed a Drangir, didn't like the ones under it die or am I thinking of something else? But they're not dead. They were just put but the, the statues just suppressed them. They're not dead. Because as soon as the statues were moved, they, they woke them up. And then they put the statues back in the book. So that's what I'm thinking. The Drangir is still sleeping on the space station. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We got three more you, years to, to figure you, out that to mystery. Your point, <laughs> to your point, it is really cool how they're continuously connecting everything through all the different mediums. But they do it subtly. They don't shove it in your face to the no. point where you're like, they do it for the people like us. The if people you know, that want you to know. dig deep. Yep. Right. And that's all it is. It's, it's, you know, if you were watching Mandalorian and Ahsoka calls, you're like, oh, this Jedi is cool. You have no idea. A, she's not a Jedi. B, where she came from. But she's got really cool white. Oh, I've never seen a white lightsaber before. That's pretty nifty. And then at the end, they throw in the where's Grand Admiral Thrawn. And me and Tim are like screaming at the top of our lungs. But my wife's like, huh, who's that? Yep. Yep. Tim, yes. There was there was at Galaxy's Edge. There's uh-huh. a Thrawn. There is a Thrawn toy at Galaxy's Edge. Oh fuck, man! It's really? Like, but it's it's not like a figure. It's like a plushie doll. Oh, shut so up! I turned to to Rob from uh, my buddy Rob, and I turned to him and I go, "Dude, go back ten years and tell me that we'll be at Disney and there'll be a fucking Grand Admiral <laughs> Thrawn plushie toy." Hanging on the wall over there while we're standing in Star Wars land. <laughs> busts out laughing. So, um, yeah, the, 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 these connections are put in for us. And, and that is the beauty. Again, this goes back to like episode one. This is the beauty of Star Wars is that everything is building. So in Bad Batch, I have a feeling they're laying like every episode so far. Both of them. It just feels like they're putting little things in yep. between Kanan the chain codes, Order sixty six, the the little T's with the whatever the troopers are. But I do think they're they're the early early like phase one or even like alpha beta prototype of what will become Dark Trooper Phase three that we see in Mandalorian, and this will be Disney's version of it. Are you are you changing the lights? So no, I didn't do no, I didn't do that. No, I didn't do that. I, All of Tim's lights just flickered in his office. No, it was a pow- it was like some weird power thing. Thank God for the battery backups. Nailed it, dude. Still recording. Camera's still rolling. Let's go, man. Woohoo. Max, you can just edit that part out. The dark side is strong with this one. That was weird. As you're talking about it, the lights start flickering and stuff. That was terrifying, Kevin. Don't do that again. <laughs> and three, two, one. Continue, Kevin. Tim was like, unlimited power. Unlimited power. And then he cut off his friend's hand and shoved him out a window. Um, <laughs> Bye, Kevin. <laughs> I'll be back in 20 years. Um, I really hope he just shows up in something. <laughs> and I hope the moment it happens, I just get a text from Tim and just says, just <laughs> this is gonna be- I'm going to be so built, mad, dude. I built a lightsaber. Oh, I'm so upset. I sent you the picture. Did you like my comment, though? I made a purple one because I'm a badass motherfucker. I didn't see that part. No, I saw you. You were like, I, I picked strength and defense. Like, I don't know what that means, Kevin. Good for you. Actually, protection and defense. You do oh, um, you protection and defense. 
you're gonna do what is it? It's power and um Excuse me, you already know what I'm going to do. Tim. Excuse okay, I'm gonna you? read you the four. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna read dude. you the four. Yeah, yeah, act acting like acting like you know me. Okay, go ahead. Okay, are you ready? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh hold on, let me find the sheet. Lightsaber tied. Here it is. Uh elemental nature, that's the one Hunter has. Okay. Protection and defense, that's okay. the one I made. Nice. Peace and justice, or power and control. <laughs> Tim, which one are you going to make? I'm not even going to show you the picture before I answer <laughs> you answer this question. Then I'll show you the picture. Tim, which one are you going to make? Oh, no, I didn't know control was part of the... <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I'm going to hit upload as soon as you answer me. Yeah. Yeah. No power and control it is, Kevin. Yeah. There you go. Now you tell me. Which one's power? Even looking at is it, power was I right? the left one? Bottom left. Oh, yeah. That would definitely be my lightsaber. <laughs> Holy shit. Yep. That's me. Just you so make, you know the you way. mix and match? So each each line is a piece, and you can pick one of those two, and that's how you make your lightsaber, and then you pick your color. Oh, so you can have, like, I want to be elemental and control. So, like, Hunter put the Rancor Tooth on the bottom of his, but he could have had that hook instead. Uh, he didn't do that patterned piece. He did the metal one. Oh, protection did, and defense is dope. That looks like a uh, that looks like a um, uh, a temple guard lightsaber almost. Which is why I want to go get Ray's crystal from Doc Ondar's, and then I'll have a yellow one, and then oh, I will have a temple guard. Be, oh, and they hot. fucking sell the mask for the temple guard, Tim. No way. Yes. Oh. Is the dark saber so there? Cool. You one of so the they uh, random red crystals you buy at Doc Honors can be a dark saber. But do they have the dark saber? Then? So you just like, have like, to keep buying. They have a toy one. It's not like an extendable one ooh. or anything. Some kid was running around with it, and I was gonna pull mine out and challenge him to a duel to become the. I'm Mandalore. <laughs> I'm Mandalore. No, I'm Mandalore. Oh. You actually stabbed that kid for his dark saber. <laughs> Who is Mandalore? Now? I'm Mandalore now. He is dead. He's seven. <laughs> and dead. And dead. <laughs> oh, let's end it on a dark note. That's Star a good Wars one. Scotch is not condoned. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He really is the chosen one, slaying younglings. Rare Drop and its subsidiaries do not <laughs> condone the murder of children for toys. Only in Star Wars. In Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, chat. I still call them chat. chat? Do you do that? Here. Do you do Listeners, that all the time? I, all the time, dude. Every time. I still call them chat. I look uh, I look at Twitter. I'm like, <laughs> stupid chat. <laughs> because after you do this, the re everyone else just becomes chat. You are a singular yeah. entity that is chat. Yeah, you're one. It's big like a group. hive mind. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, chat's being stupid. And they're like, whoa, that one guy was being stupid. Not the collective here. That guy. <laughs> it's like the dr it's like the dreng gear. Your <laughs> hive mind. Um, Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, we'll have another episode out for you next week for episode three of The Bad Batch. Which we'll will have be it out on time, I promise. Evan's yes, not taking another I'm vacation. Not, no, I'm taking my wife out to eat on Saturday. That's about it. Ooh. Um, yeah, we need like... It's funny because you go on vacation with the kids and then you're like... You need a vacation from the vacation. I need to spend some time with my wife, man. Mm -hmm. Tim, you ever have tried... Oh, no, you haven't because Kyler's been a COVID baby. So Yeah, dude, come on. Trying to have sex in a Disney hotel room with two sleeping children like 10 feet away from you is not easy. Well, Kevin, props. Oh, I made it happen. Props. This is a weird way to end the podcast. Props. Yeah. Perfect segue into King's Coast Coffee. <laughs> Make sure you go to kingscoastcoffee.com and pick up. Uh, what's the new one called? The Bali? No, this is sold out. They can't get that one. All they right. can get the Spring well, Surge. You can look at the packaging. No, it's really can get nice. The spring Surge. That's there. Uh, Dr. Lupo's murder Mayday. free roast. Uh, Mayday, yeah, Mayday, Trevor May's Mayday roast. It's not because he, it's not stuff. because he he throw he. Yeah, he's, he's great. Mayday is my new my new drinker. Like that's gonna be my main one for a few months. My palate changes. Is every, he, th is he throwing three, four, better? Is he doing okay? They're in first place. So let's go, Trevor. Come on. Yeah. Keep it up, Trevor, or else. Uh, and then you can also go over to highscoretees.com um, and check out all of the GCX merch there, uh, gcx.com slash merch, um, and all of the wonderful stores on Highscore Tees. Tim's Drop just happened, and I just got the box for Tim's Drop today. Do you today. like it? 
Well, I got it because my Kevin of the Month is going to be me doing the same photo shoot that you did <laughs> for yours. I forgot about that. So I'm just going to be Tim, uh, but you can only get that on Patreon. Uh, so you get to see Kevin of the Month, uh, me as Tim. But uh, that's it. Go check out Tim, fb.gg slash darkness429, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, fb.gg slash darkness429 and darkness429 everywhere else. You can check yes. me out. I'm uh, Kevin Exhibition on Twitter, uh, but everything I do is uh, raredrop and dot, dot co. So just go yes, there and yes. find all this cool stuff uh, that we do and more episodes of this if you enjoyed yourself. But you have a wonderful day, night, whenever you're listening to this. And Tim and I will be back next week to talk about episode three of The Bad Batch and whatever the hell else is going on in the Star Wars universe. But as always, you say it, Tim. May the Force be with you. And with you. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.